Welcome to the Lights, Camera, Rant Podcast. Your source for the latest on movies, TV shows, and video games. Get ready for ranting, raving, and reviewing. Here is your host, Lee. Thank you, voiceover guy. I never get tired of listening to my intro. It probably sounds very up myself, but I always enjoy it and think it was fantastic the way that introduces me. And uh, and we already know the fact that that lovely trailer voice guy has a better voice than mine. But I appreciate everyone who sticks around to listen to me for 30 or uh, an hour of the day of taking out their time. You know, whether you're driving to work or on the work site or... You know, whatever you like to do, you know, in lovely lockdown, um, whether that be anything that has to be inside lockdown, really. <laughs> yeah. uh, hi, everyone. Welcome back for another edition. I've got a very packed episode today. We've got, so I'm going to be talking about uh, the What If series of Zombies, uh, the last episodes of Rick and Morty with Christopher Lloyd doing promos, um, as well as going to be talking about Sony Showcase. And most of all, which you probably guess from this title of this wonderful episode, is that I actually sat down and I watched The Room. Now, if you don't know what The Room is, you're about to get a crash course in it, and which I hope that you can will avoid the same mistake I did in watching it. Hell, I think you should watch it just to you know get directions away to never watch it again. And I'm going to go into exactly why and that's uh wow my eyes are shit syringed uh, burned singed that's it I was looking for singed oh it's a it's an experience as it is going to listen to me every Tuesday morning (laughs) Uh, so let's get straight down to this episode and Marvel what if zombies Marvel zombies uh, look, this is when Marvel did announce, uh, which I usually do on the Monday or Tuesday, do the promo arc for what the episode will be. This is episode five, and look, I'm I'm in. I'm loving it, and I know I say this every week. You're probably going to say, when are you going to actually not love what something Marvel produces? I do. There is something I don't like about Marvel. Go watch Howard the Duck. And that is something Marvel should have never touched, nor attempted, or looked at, even thought twice about it. Howard the Duck the movie. That is absolutely garbage of a movie. And I can see why Marvel didn't touch movies for a little while, and I think it took until Blade to really kickstart that entire experience. Um, trust me, go watch it. <laughs> um, but these Marvel zombies, this... Yeah, I love this episode. Um, it's different, and it's got horror vibes all over it, and I think it gets you ready for Doctor Strange 2, which I, obviously, everyone knows, I'm pumped for. And I did actually see a little thing on the fact that Doctor Strange 2 will be the first MCU movie which we'll already know about that will not contain uh, this movie is adventure, space, you know, the action, or this related. This is actually going to be labelled Horror. Straight up horror. Nothing else in between. Probably horror action or horror adventure. Uh, or, you know, horror themes. Um, but if this episode's any indication leading into that, 
you know, I'll say it time and time again, and I'm probably getting everyone sick of it, but, uh, you know, in Marvel we trust, not DC. We don't trust DC. Uh, no, no way. And uh, if my last episode was any indication, please go listen to it, and you'll completely understand why we have trust in DC. And if you're a DC fan, I can hear your groans from here and go, yeah, he's right, we, we don't trust him. Uh, well, we... Yeah, well, it's DC we trust. It's Warner Brothers I think we don't trust. Yeah, and they're a little bit iffy and iffy. But this particular episode, so this starts off with, so this picks off right at the start of Infinity War. Actually, before I start, I'm getting a little bit earlier every single episode. Spoilers alert. Spoilers everywhere. It's like COVID for my podcast. I don't actually have COVID. But, uh, spoilers everywhere. You would catch spoilers, and spoilers is contagious, and I... Uh, look, I can't help it. Um, look, it's Tuesday that this podcast comes out, and it's been a week since What If came out. And if you are a fan, and if you're listening to me and you haven't watched it already, where do your priorities lie? Like, what actually, you know what? I say that, and most likely the people will turn around and say to me, my priorities is that we're out of lockdown. And to that, I say a big middle finger to you, sir. Uh, <laughs> um, unfortunately... However, back to on topic. So, spoilers. So, this picks off right after Infinity War. Sorry. At the beginning of Infinity War. So, Hulk gets transported across the space and lands in the Sanctum Sanctorum. And instead of uh, Doctor Strange and Iron Man seeing them there, uh, it's completely empty. And Bruce Banner comes out. And, uh, as you know, the two villains uh, from the Black Order appear... And instead of them winning, they kind of get devoured by Doctor Strange and Zombified Iron Man. I uh, love this, that scene. I love the scene where Bruce is like, yeah, go for it, go for it. Uh, oh, oh, what are you guys doing? Like, you don't actually see them. You don't actually see until all this dust clears um, that they've actually been zombified. And I, I like the drawings. I like, you know, aesthetically, I like how, like, I still think it's horrific. Um, but I like the uh, I like the drawings of it, and so and then he gets saved by the little crew. I've got a lot of Zombie Land vibes um, from this episode, actually, because of Spider Man. Um, but you get saved by Spider Man, um, Hope, uh, and uh, Happy Hogan's in it as well. So it's like the survival crew um, or post apocalyptic zombified apocalyptic uh, crew. That save him, and they basically break down the fact that, um, which I thought was actually very interesting. How this this was uh, when I did see the fact that when this we were doing the trailer for this, I was very curious how they're going to do uh, Marvel Zombies. Like, how are you going to put the spin on it? Like, so how are you going to? What's going to be the trigger for this all to happen? And it's actually um, it picks up for Eight Man Two. Uh, Obviously, um, Hank Pym goes back in time. Oh, sorry, back in time. Goes on the quantum time to save Janet Van Dyne, but she's actually zombified because she actually catches a virus in there. He, she attacks him. He brings it back, and boom! How easy to be the Avengers because of the fact of all zombies. And yep, yeah, so obviously Avengers try to help, and one by one, zombie, 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 zombie. Uh, so they're actually both Cap, 
Um, Iron Man, Hawkeye, Captain Falcon, all gone. Black Widow, all gone. So it's terrific that it's all happened. Um, but overall, obviously, I won't spoil it all for you. Overall, they obviously go on a, an adventure to try and find a cure. And the story goes really well. You know, even though that Tom Holland didn't return for this, I still the voice actor who Spider-Man did very well. Majority of the characters, of course, this episode all did return. Um, majority, but obviously one or two didn't one didn't come back to voice their characters. Um, however, uh, the probably the one thing that I did find really creepy about this episode is actually Thor isn't in this either. So I'm guessing Thor is still getting Stormbreaker or or you know, not too sure how he fits in the storyline. Um, and then they find Vision. So obviously Vision has been zombified because of the fact he's a robot. A uh, really morbid thing was the fact that you find out that Wanda is zombified and Vision couldn't kill Wanda, so he's been feeding her people to feed on. And Black Panther is in it. He's missing half his leg. He's been chopping him up and feeding it to Wanda. Jesus! Whoa! Yeah, when I that all clicked in that scene, I was like, "Oh God, this is whoa!" <laughs> uh, definitely still pushing that PG, um, and it's also in this new verse as well as that all these characters they still have all their powers. So Wanda, being one of the most powerful people in the MCU, has been zombified, zombified, and is currently a zombie with her powers. Wow, that's a very dangerous mix. And unfortunately, in it also Vision dies again. And I don't think in any universe, Wander and Vision are meant to be together forever. So sad. No, it really is. It really is. It sounds sarcastic, but no, it's sad. Because like, you know, when you watch Wonder Vision and you watch Infinity War and Endgame, you're just like, Jesus. Like, they're not really giving you much leg room <laughs> to have a happy ending. Be interesting to see what happens in Doctor Strange 2, though. Um, so, uh, so obviously, they slowly find a cure. Then they go back to Wakanda. Uh, this is all the second time Chadwick Boseman plays Black Panther. So, which means the fact that we've seen him twice. So, he's only going to appear two more times. The last time he's going to appear is going to be the saddest. Um, and to also the fact that... Uh, Uncle Ben, Spider-Man makes a ben- mention about Uncle Ben for the first time in the MCU, so that's, that's interesting. And right at the end, which is, this was an, another, this was another, like, it, it was like Doctor Strange. It wasn't a happy, or, no, Doctor Strange was a much sadder ending. But this was like half happy, half good. So obviously our heroes are going off with the cure, they're going into, back to Wakanda, because they've got the dome, and it's possible to save the world. However, the last shot of it all is a zombified, this is what I just say, like with Wanda, a zombified Thanos with the Infinity Gauntlet. And, well, just, like, you're screwed. 100% absolutely screwed. And love the shot, love all the zombified. And, you know, I would love a whole movie on this, how this all happened. And I really hope, because I, I know I say this, 
is the fact that they're making a season two. I would love for this episode with the Doctor Strange to get a second one. I, I, you know, these episodes are only going for 30 minutes, but there's, I feel like there's so much more you could pack into this. Um, or, you know, drift on too. So that's going to be very interesting and it be a very cool, you know, with obviously Doctor Strange, with all this horror, are we going to see any zombified heroes in Doctor Strange 2 for this horror? That was the most curious thing I thought about going into this, was like, ooh, what are we going to see? You know, there's also already a rumor the fact that um, Haley Atwill is going to return as Captain America or Captain Britain, if you will. Uh, Captain Carter. So it'll be interesting to see how you know, she's going to appear. Will we see a zombified Iron Man or a zombified Captain America? Um, take my money. Please, please take my money, Marvel. I'll be down for that. And yeah, so overall, it was a good episode. Very ambiguous ending. Um, more so than Doctor Strange. Oh, sorry, other way around. Doctor Strange more. This was a bit of half and half ending. And I didn't think... Okay, so I have seen some comments that people didn't really like the episode and the fact it wasn't a good follow-up to the Doctor Strange episode. However, it's... You know, these episodes, at this stage, you have to look at them individually. You know, obviously, they're in, until we know, they could be completely not any in, any in particular order. But so far, I'm still loving it. I'm still thinking it's good. But however, so far, five episodes in... The Doctor Strange one is the one I put at the top of the pedestal. That one, and then down. Uh, probably that one, um, where the Avengers die, that would be my second from the top. And then would be, uh, then would be Black Panther as Star-Lord. Then Zombies. And I put Black Panther high because I repeat Jacob Bozeman, and the number one being Captain Carter. It wasn't. It was Captain Carter isn't a bad episode. It's just it just didn't appeal to me. Now we've seen the rest. I'm like, oh yeah, it's getting a little bit further, 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 further down. Um, but yeah, that was that's my take on Marvel Zombies and bring on episode six. Hell yeah! Um, and looking forward to that. Uh, also, what came out this week as well is the last two episodes of Rick and Morty for the season, I do believe. And, ah, uh, wow. Um, and what I meant by the Christopher Lloyd part is the fact that uh, they've done a couple of more promos with Christopher Lloyd as um, Rick, and it's so fun to watch. Please go check them out. They're really good, and it's, uh, as I said, it's like a full kind of circle thing. Um, so, yeah, the last two episodes of Rick and Morty... Um, is, you know, they're back-to-back. You can see why they were both released at the same time. Um, they Obviously, their episodes obviously follow, follow up each other, but these two episodes, you can... Um, you could almost cut out the entire break and the credits. Like, this is pretty much one entire episode, like an hour episode. Um, which we find the fact that uh, Evil Morty makes a return... Um, and the Citadel, oh, I probably butchered that. The Citadel, yeah, no, that sounds about right. Makes a return, which I think is a plot thread that with uh, even more it's been having since season three. Um, I mean, the season three, that's how long this has been going. And it's even funny because I, I love how even Rick says, like, oh my god, you know, we haven't got time to go back to the main storyline. And Moe's like, yes, we do, let's go. 
he's like, oh god, let's go back into it. And it's it's funny because it's like you completely agree with him. Uh, you completely agree with Rick. And yeah, I loved it. I loved the crow. Love the crow. Love the uh, uh, um, anime inspiring beginning. Um, but go check it. Out. Like go check it out if you're a Rick and Morty fan. Um, they if you haven't watched it already, I'd be very surprised. But the two episodes. I think go very well with each other um, as a whole episode. I did like the ending episode more than I liked um, the one before it, because um, there was just so many and so many questions. And most of all, which I think finally, which we've been cram- uh, claiming since very uh, end the season began. Obviously, Rick being the most smartest man in the universe, all these multiple clones, variations, everything is that we finally actually see his full backstory um, in episode. Uh, the last episode, we actually find out his entire backstory, and it's just when you watch it, it's yeah, you know, you already knew he was already damaged, but then you watch that and you're like, oh, Jesus, um, yeah, and you feel you feel you feel bad for him. Like with you, remember you feel bad for both these characters, but it makes when you watch it, it makes more sense why he's so close to Morty and why it will always be Rick and Morty adventures. Um, and then you add that and yeah, what happened to, um, obviously his daughter and the clone and that storyline as well. It's very, uh, very convoluted and, but yeah, at least we finally get to see that, um, which I think was most of all out of this I was most curious about. And the fact that, uh, right at the end, even more he lives and where he is, I have no idea. So the main thing, what he was doing which this episode was a little bit morbid towards the end when you realize what was happening, uh, is the fact he opens a portal to another dimension in which he tries to completely separate himself from the never-ending cycle, which you find out that Rick and Morty are actually in because what uh, Rick made. So the fact the reason why there's so many variations, why there's so many Rick and Mortys, and the fact that it's... No, I wouldn't say it's a time loop, but it's like a never-ending never, the never ending story. Like, it's something that they will continue to go around again and again and again. So even more, he's trying to break that cycle. It looks like he's gone to another dimension, but where we where to, we have no idea. And I speak for everyone. More Rick and Morty, please. Now, that would be very nice. Yes, please. More Rick and Morty. Um, so yeah, hopefully, yeah, so go check it out, last two episodes are really good, so far everyone I've spoken to loves it, and, and is also clamoring for more, and you th- when you look back on how this all started, what Rick and Morty started with, you think, wow, from that to here, you know, they've done very well for themselves as Rick and Morty, and you know, even how meta it is, and uh, sometimes I feel like, oh, that's just crap, I'm like, it's a really good story, and it's some. Uh, like with any show, it has its highs, it has its lows, and it has some moments where you're like, WTF. <laughs> um, which is, yeah, so go check that out. Uh, in other news, uh, in other news, Shang Li is doing well for its second weekend. It's smashing box office records in the post COVID era. I don't like when people say post COVID era. We're still got COVID, we're still in the in the era, uh, so don't know why people keep saying that, uh, but second weekend, it's done very well, 
apparently also due to its success, it's actually cemented the fact the internals will now be completely exclusive to launching at the movies. Oh, sorry, at the theaters. And they will not be doing, doing the dual release. Which, to be honest with you, I didn't think they were going to do that anyway. Uh, however, this just cements the fact that, you know, people want to go see these movies. People had enough. Let's go already. So, that's fantastic. That's really good to hear that's doing well. And I, you know, as I say every episode until I can see it, I can't wait to go see it. And it's the highest read movie on IMDb. And I'm like, I don't know if that's because of the fact not everyone's seen it yet. Um, but I'm like, are you telling me that the highest rated MCU movie and I can't freaking see it? Oh yes, that's exactly what we're telling you. You have to remain patient in your state until you can see it. Well, thanks. That's great. <laughs> uh, but yes, so have to wait patiently, and I'm going to blast when I finally see it onto my podcast. Hell, I might do. I might record my entire review as soon as I get to the theater in front of all the crowd, and be like, "Look, I finally got to see it, guys." I'm also now 50 years old. <laughs> um, so that, that's going really well. Uh, good luck. I hope Shang Li keeps going well. In also including if we still stay with Marvel. Uh, 2023 and 2024, hold on to your butts, we're going to get seven MCU movies. Yep, you heard me correctly, seven. And, you know, turn the clocks, you know, there was a one stage where we get one every two years, or two in one year, and oh my god, now we're getting seven. So apparently Marvel have announced, uh, which they have done in the past, is that they've announced Dates that movies will be coming out, but obviously they've announced what movie it's going to be. Um, so if we look, so 2023, we're getting on. Sorry, actually, well, the dates that have confirmed is the 28th of the 7th, 6th of the 10th, 3rd of the 11th, 16th, uh, 16th of the 2nd, 2023. Uh, oh, sorry, yeah, 16th. Uh, sorry, 16th of the 2nd, 2024, 3rd of the 5th. 2024, 26th of the 7th, 2024, and the 8th and the 11th, 2024. So it's yeah, about three to four movies, and obviously crying at seven. But there is no, there's no confirmed which, who's going to take what. Um, obviously, we know that uh, Blade, Fantastic Four, don't have a date. So it could be any of those. So I do believe, I, th- I think... The fact that Fantastic Four is the last movie of Phase Four, which I feel like if it's not, if Fantastic Four isn't the last movie for Phase Four, don't think it would be right. It's actually interesting because obviously we know each phase passes with an Avengers movie. So, so I wonder if one of those will be Avengers Five, or Doctor Strange Three, or Black Panther Three, or. Uh, definitely won't be Black Pan- uh, Sorry, Black Widow two. No, I don't think we're going to see Black Widow two. Um, it could be Shang Li two, depending how that, how quickly we want to fast track that. Um, will one of them be Avengers five? Um, will one of them be Captain America four? Because apparently, uh, my God, his name just escapes me. Um, obviously, Captain Falcon. Uh, he's apparently signed on for Captain America four. Um, so far, only he's signed on. Uh, no word on Bucky, so no word on Sebastian Stan. 
um, if he will be returning, which I do believe will be a given, uh, depending with everything going on. Um, and will actually one of them, depending how everything goes, will this also be Spider-Man 4? Uh, will we get a Spider-Man 4? Obviously, we've seen that we're getting Thor 4, so obviously we can have a Spider-Man 4, and like it would be nice... It would be nice to see that finally a Spider-Man gets a Spider-Man 4 movie. Uh, look, probably one thing that uh, will have the biggest question mark, uh, a big question mark on the Spider-Man universe, which I kind of wish they did make it. I really do. But obviously, depending you know, if they did make this, maybe we would have got Tom Holland as Spider-Man, is that uh, obviously we do know that... After Spider-Man 3 with Tobey Maguire, they were going in pre-production for Spider-Man 4, which the villain was going to be Lizard. Uh, that was going to go ahead. Uh, but unfortunately, everything crumbled, and then Sony was like, yeah, no, nah, reboot button, reboot, but we're going to take your script idea. And obviously, Lizard got turned into Amazing Spider-Man. Um... And, you know, apparently, you know, the fact is, like, I would love to see them make a Spider-Man 4. However, you know, the moment's passed. And we'll probably get Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man 3 uh, anyway. So that will still be a dream come true. <laughs> but, yes, they were going to make Spider-Man 4. And missed opportunity, I feel, that they could have done that. Um, the guy... Apparently, this, it was also Spider-Man Four was going to have the Lizard as well as Mysterio. Uh, he was also going to be because if you look online, there's storyboards of it, and it was going to be ah, oh, his name escapes me too. Uh, he obviously he plays Ash in the Evil Dead series. Uh, he has a cameo in Spider-Man One. He, he's the announcer. Spider-Man Two. He's the waiter. Is the waiter? I think no, no, no. Um, He's the valet at the theater, and then three, then he's the waiter um, at the restaurant, and he was going to be Mysterio at the very start, the fact he was going to be, he was watching um, Spider-Man the entire time, um, which is, and apparently he's also, because Sam Raimi is directing Doctor Strange 2, apparently he's got a cameo in there as well, um, which is going to be fantastic, whether or not, whether or not he actually will be Mysterio, like an old, he's trying to copy the new one, so that'd be really cool. Um... So that's really yeah, so. It'd be nice if you get Spider-Man Four. So it'd be really interesting to see what those movies will be. I'm totally pumped for Blade. I'm totally pumped for Fantastic Four, and I would love any of these movies to um, get a sequel because I feel like you know with these characters you can still, depending on how long the you know the actors want to keep going, you know stunts and everything. I'm all up for Shang-Chi 2, all up for Spider-Man 4, all up for, you know, Black Panther 3, Doctor Strange 3. The most probably question mark that uh, that's on a lot of people's minds is Avengers 5 and how that's going to shape up. Um, which we already know the big bad is going to be Kang. So it's going to be interesting for Ant-Man 3, how that will lead into that as well, question mark. But yeah, that's a lot of news that came out uh, the last few days. Um, it's actually been a really big week, to be honest with you, between Marvel, uh, between Rick and Morty, between Sony. It's, uh, yeah, as this week progressed, I was like, oh, I could write that down. I could write that down. I could write that down. Oh my God. Oh my God. So as the week progressed, like my entire, like I, I haven't obviously have a notebook. It's completely filled, <laughs> um, with all about this episode. So 
moving on, my review, my movie review, I thought I'd pick this movie because I can actually watch it, um, is called The Room. The Room. Now, this, if you look up, I had to review it, I had to, I had to do it. If you look up the worst movies ever made, I think this is one or two. This movie is so bad. So, like the story, the acting, everything, just, oh, it's cringeworthy. You have no idea. But the funny thing is, in saying that it has a complete cult following of a movie, people go, you know, people still go see this at the theaters. There's a special edition. Um, so this was directed, written, and starred by a guy called Tommy Wiseau. Um, apparently his backstory, backstory is very shady, especially how he got the money to make this movie. Um, probably, it's actually, probably this movie is more infamous than anything else. Um, another very strange cat, very strange dude, zero acting skills, zero. And not to mention, this movie was released in 2003. He bought a billboard, he bought it, bought a billboard in Los Angeles to promote the movie. That you know, obviously, when a movie comes out that has a theatrical theatrical run, which means you know after that's done, you kind of get rid of the board and or you know gets changed to a different poster. No, so this wasn't a renting board. He bought a billboard, kept the promotional material for that movie for ten years. <laughs> for ten years after the movie was released. So it was a bill for a movie that had already gone to DVD and everything. And ooh. so strange, dude. So this movie. So I had yeah had to review it. It's one of the you know um, I had a mate who recommended it to me to watch it as well as if you go check it out, go check out Cinema Sins. So that YouTube channel, it's I love it. It's so they go through as it sounds. They go through different movies and they point out the flaws in it and they rank it, and you know. Uh, for example, this movie you know, had a score of 30 negative points. Or this movie has 80 negative points. Like, that's a sin. Oh, that's a sin. This movie has so many sins, I'm pretty sure it still holds the bar um, at similar sins for how many sins it has. I'm pretty sure it was, it was at least over about 300 or so sins for this movie. It's just... Oh, like, it's just god-awful, honestly. Um, so, it's based in San Francisco. Tommy Wiseau plays... He's meant to play the good guy. He's meant to be the hero. He's meant to be, you know, the stand-up right guy. And um, he's about to get married to his uh, partner, Lisa. And um, she... Cheats on him. Um, spoiler: cheats on him. She with his best friend, and then she lies weirdly about it, and then she lies that she's pregnant, and then she makes this whole thing the fact that she can do whatever she wants because she's a woman, so she can play men, and everyone agrees her with her as well, saying, "Well, we have got balls to that." And she's like, "Yep, yeah, you know, I can do whatever I want. You gotta look out for number one," and. Um, and yeah, yeah. Look, it's at the very beginning of the movie. There's a character called Danny, and he um, uh, 
randomly, you know, they, as they enter, like, uh, you know, Tommy's character and um, Lisa, you know, they go about to go out the bedroom. They allude to the going out the bedroom. And this character called Danny, who's meant to be like a kid, um, says, oh, can I join? They're like, no, it's, no, we're, you know, we're going to do funny stuff. Still comes up. Still goes upstairs. And they start play fighting with pillows. And then they have to go. So, and then he goes, really weird. And the, this is, the room, the room is meant to be a, an apartment. And the front door is like a revolving door. People walk in and out of it. Or, strangely strangely enough, um, also that uh, midway through the movie, uh, midway through the movie, um, some friends of them also decide to go and... Um, even though they have their own places, also go there to have funny stuff for some reason. Um, also, for some reason as well, um, in this room, if you will, uh, there's framed photos of spoons. I'm not joking. Honestly, this is 100% true. There's framed photos of spoons uh, and in this living room. Um, yeah, it's uh, weird. Uh, also play a lot of football for some reason. There's always a football. They went to go play football on a rooftop as well. Um, the acting is shocking. Um, not sure what accent that uh, Tony Wiseau is putting on. Um, yeah, it's a little bit weird. Uh, <laughs> um, frame photos of spoons. Uh, none of these characters have last names. Uh, the main chick, Lisa, she's a... WTF character, um, just weird decisions, or starts a strange life. She starts a conversation and then goes, "No, I don't want to talk about it anymore." And then in a split seconds, the same scene starts talking about it again um, for some particular reason. Um, also, she's makes up this whole lie that uh, Tommy Wiseau's character uh, Johnny hit her, tells her mum. Her mum just glasses over and goes, "Oh, but." Johnny is a good man. He's financially stable. And then they go on to that. Like, they don't talk about it anymore for a couple of scenes. Um, as I said, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of um, football for some reason. Time works really weird. Like, there's scenes where they do, like, a day and night as time passing. But then when they go back to the room, it's, it's the same day. Um, that's weird. Not 100% sure what Johnny's job is. They do two different occupations. Um, it's just, it's, yeah, the music's weird, and it's just, oh, I, it really makes you wonder, like, what was he thinking when he wrote this? Oh, he directed it, like, that looks good. So, and the green screen's bad as well, like, you can tell they're not really staying there. Um, it's just, you like, it's just, and then there's a scene as well as what's really weird, there's a scene where they um, they're in the alleyway and they're playing football, and then one of the characters just randomly pushes one of the guys into the bins, just like yeah, <laughs> boom, around the bins, and then carries him away. Look, it's just look honestly, if you have an hour to spend, please go watch this movie. It's just weird, and you and you you completely understand why it's the most weird, uh, you know, one of the worst movies made of all time. Like it's just effed up. Um, however, one thing, if you don't want to actually watch this movie, which I completely understand why, 
and I, I hope I can convey why not to watch it. Um, there's a movie called The Disaster Artist, uh, which James Franco is in it, and he plays Tommy Wiseau because it's based off the book, because Tommy Wiseau also wrote a book about the entire experience. Um, and he, he plays the character brilliantly. But go watch, actually go watch that, because it it's all talks about his experience, coming to Hollywood, um, directing The Room, and, you know, and, and the whole thing. And unfortunately going to the theater and no one liking the movie. Uh, and you wonder why. Uh, and it's actually, that movie got, actually got some really good reviews, and James Franco, James Franco just nailed the character. And, but actually go watch that, because I actually watched that first, because I thought, oh, I'll be curious to find out what's the backstory behind the worst movie ever made. Um, and yeah, it's actually, yeah, it's really good and it gives a really insight. And honestly, between watching this and The Disaster Us, your question is, who or what are you, Tommy Wiseau? Who, where'd you come from, D- WTF? Where'd you get all the money? That's apparently mysterious as well, because I don't know where he actually got all the money for it to do anything as well, because his backstory is shady as all hell. Um, and he's still making movies! <laughs> yep, still making movies. He also did a promo because he wanted to play the Joker as well. Yeah, that's also a thing. But yeah, this movie... I've watched a, I've watched a lot of movies, and... If you do it... Oh, if someone goes to me... Oh, no, Thor 2 is pretty bad. Watch The Room. Oh, uh, you know, like, uh, Back to the Future isn't that too good. Go watch The Room. Actually, if someone told me that like, Back to the Future was a bad movie, I think I would leap over the desk and and uh, brawl with them, honestly. Uh, that movie is sacred. You don't touch that. First one. First one you don't touch. Let's not talk about the sequels. Still love the entire franchise, but I can understand anyone's opinion. But, uh, yeah, so it's just... Weird characters. Oh, and also the characters, none of them have a last name. The credits roll, and everyone just has a first name. And, uh, yeah, you find out that, yeah, it's just weird, weird movie. Uh, please go check it out, and uh, please let me know what your, th- please go check it out, please let me know what your thoughts on it. Please message me and tell me what you thought of it, and I'd love to discuss. But moving on from that absolutely piece of garbage of a movie... Um, and framed foes of spoons is uh, what we also got this week, which is fantastic. Was the Sony sh- showcase? Um, this was really cool. Um, most actually going into this, the most thing I thought actually two things I thought of going to this was I have to be Gran Turismo Seven and obviously God of War. And was I surprised? We've got knights. Of the Old Republic, a PS5 remake, not a remaster, a remake. Holy shit! This game, this game is fantastic. It is the highest-rated Star Wars game. The whole story is amazing, and the fact is, you can get it on your phone. No joke, you can get it on your phone. I tried playing on my phone. I, I can't do it. Um, but like when I saw the trailer, um, and when I found out. That they were making this, like I think I was drooling. I was like, "Oh my god!" Actually, you know what's really funny is that. Um, so I changed my service provider on my phone, and they delivered my new SIM card. However, I had to go pick it up from the post office, so I had 24 hours uh, with no reception because 
Uh, my service bar saw that they got delivered, so they cut me off. They cut me off the day that this all got announced. So as I was, as I left work, sorry, as I left home, all the announcements were coming through, and then boom. I couldn't, I didn't know anything. I didn't know anything. No one could text me. I had no internet. So for the whole day at work, I'm just thinking, bet you there's some really cool stuff getting announced. Bet you everyone's, you know, talking about it on the internet. Bet you everyone's loving it. That'd be real nice right now. And yep, great. So as soon as I got home, picked up the sim, looked at all the notes. I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And this was the first thing I saw was Knights of the Old Republic. Holy shit. PlayStation 5 remake. Ground up work. I'm so, like, I'm sold. I'm sold, I'm sold, I'm sold. So pumped. So chipping at the bit for this. You know, for the last few months, I feel like for games coming out, it's been a little bit slow. But you know, when you see these events, it just real rebuilds your hype. It rebuilds your like. Yes, that's right, that's coming out, that's cool. And they're like, I didn't know that was coming out. And, you know, this was real builds of hype, and I'm pumped for that. They also announced Spider-Man 2. We got a Spider-Man 2 trailer, which was uh, both Miles Morales and Spider-Man um, in the trailer. And Venom is going to appear, because we you know, obviously we saw the um, after credit scene or mid credit scene in the Miles Morales uh DLC? Well, it wasn't DLC. I don't know how you, you want to put it. It was DLC for the game. Um, Venom, uh, but there's also a Russian accent going over the trailer, which I do believe that, uh, I think that would indicate maybe uh, Craven, um, the hunter, uh, is going to be in as well. Look, he's a, he's a big dude, essentially a big dude hunter who wants to fight Spider-Man um, to the death. Or wants to wants wants to beat him and win. Um, so he's been in one of the villains, uh, which are actually we actually get a Craven the Hunter movie, which is getting which Sony's greenlit. They're going to make. Don't don't ask me, please. No one ask me how that's going to fit in Sony's goddamn convoluted plan on what they're trying to do. We're in the MCU. We're not. We're in the MCU. We're not. Also, a little tidbit, apparently there's always going to be something big between Venom and um, Spider-Man MCU possibly cro crossing over. Uh, there was a recent interview with one of the uh, producers. Or, um, I wasn't going to find I was reading was the fact that apparently uh, they're going to make an announcement soon or all will be revealed, if you wish, soon. So if, that's, if they're going to do that, so pumped, so pumped um, if they do that. But yeah, so the Spider-Man 2 trailer looks nuts. Pumped for that. And what actually I'm, you know, I'm actually really stoked for. So both Dean and Mark love new Spider-Man game. The Spider-Man game is is a nearly a flawless ap 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 adaption for Spider-Man in video games. And obviously everyone lost their shit when the fact you could be Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man suit in there. Um, in this trend, in, in Sonic Games, who created this Spider-Man 2 and Spider-Man 1, he said they're going to make a Wolverine one too, uh, which I thought was so cool. I'm like, yes, yes, take my absolute money. I'll be buying Wolverine when that comes out. 
boom, on my list. Um, so that go check that out. Uh, God of War Ragnarok. It looks stunning. It looks beautiful. That's a beautiful trailer. Um, yeah, you know, people say that's weird. How can you call a game beautiful? Go look at Ghost of Tsushima. That is a stunning. That's beautiful kind of game work, and it's absolutely great. And I'll fight anyone who says it's not. Like just walking. I've said it before. I was saying just walking around in the fields. Screenshot, print, print out of canvas. Yeah, I went to Japan. I also saved Japan. But what'd you do lately, bitch? Um, anyway, <laughs> um, but yeah, God of War, God of War Ragnarok uh, looks looks really good. Apparently, it's also going to be the now that's going to be capping off the Norse mythology storyline. So I'm not too sure if that's going to you know they're still going to do a six. I feel like if you depending on what they, that's how this game is going to play out, I feel like if there's any leg room left, they should go with the God of War six. Yeah, wrap it up as six games. However. We'll find out. Thor. Thor. I love the artwork. Looks good. Thor doesn't. Isn't Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> more close to fat Thor. That still looks really cool. But more fat Thor. <laughs> um, so that looks really good. Um, other games that. And Gran Turismo 7 trailer dropped as well and my god that looks stunning and I can't wait to play that like I love Gran Turismo the real driving simulator that looks fantastic and oh god you know they don't make a lot of games the Gran Turismo series but this looks fantastic and they're gonna one thing they do with every Gran Turismo game is they push the limits of the console at the time so PlayStation 5 at full power with this. Holy shit. Um, they also announced uh, Tiny Tina's Wonderful World, which is a Gearbox spin-off. Uh, Forspoken, which looks really good. I'm intrigued. You have my attention. Um, Ghostwire of Tokyo. They've also announced um, Uncharted Remaster, they're remastering both The Thieves' End and Lost Legacy, which looks really good. Um, good to complete that remaster trilogy, uh, quadrilogy, if you will. Um, they've also, Alan Wake, they've done a remaster for that. Uh, that trailer dropped a little bit earlier on, compared to Sony Showcase, and people, uh, it's everything I've seen... I haven't actually played the original Alan Wake game, but it, all I do know is the fact that it had a lot of positive reviews. It's kind of like a, a mystery game. So that's got that's got a lot of hype for it. And the only negative, I do believe the entire showcase, is that or negative or people feel like this is a load of garbage, was a trailer for Grand Theft Auto V. Yes, Grand Theft Auto V has become new Skyrim, essentially. They're porting, they're porting on each console, and the, you know, the Gran Turismo Five is meant to be coming out in March next year. Same with Gran Turismo Seven. Um, apparently, a lot of people are like there wasn't enough in the trailer for you to grab a lot. You know, it's said there's gonna be extra content and stuff like that, but they didn't actually go in detail what it was. So I think a lot of people are like, oh, what? Well, you no, know, why should we get hyped? Or like, why should we give a shit? And look, don't get me wrong, Gran Turismo Five is what is a 
which Rockstar do with every single Grand Theft Auto game, it's a staple. It's a statement and what they can do. So every single game is perfectly respected and perfectly done to the best of their abilities. In Grand Theft Auto V, the story, the gameplay, it's all fantastic. Don't get me wrong, people are negative about the game as a whole, they're just negative to the fact that it's getting poured again. This game came out in 2013. Uh, next year, it'll be nearly 10 years since its original release. However, no one has a can- holds a candle to Skyrim. And the funny thing is, even the uh, owner, the director, said with Skyrim, was, you know, people were like, oh, why do you keep porting? He's like, because you guys keep buying it. Boom. End of day. I'm going to buy Grand Theft Auto V. Um, I'm going to be one of those fools. I'm going to buy Grand Theft Auto V when it comes out. Only because I haven't played the game in a while. And I haven't played the game for a while. I haven't played. I completed the story back in 2013. So this new Grand Theft Auto Five when it comes out, um, I'm gonna buy it, because uh, I want to do the story from scratch, and I can't, yeah, kind of want to see what the big upgrade. Because when they originally did from Grand Theft Auto Five to the PlayStation Three to PlayStation Four, there was a if you go go back and watch the trailer, there was a massive difference. You could see it was so much more clearer, and it was so much more open, and the fact that you know the graphics. There was a big jump from that, uh, which a lot of people, you know, that was, you could clearly see that, um, which I did too. I bought Gather of Fire for the PlayStation 4. Um, but yeah, you could clearly see the upgrade and it made it worth, obviously, to go buy it. Um, but the Grand Theft Auto 5 trailer that dropped, you couldn't really tell there was a whole lot of a difference, uh, which is kind of gut wrenching. However, I know it would be really good to see. What this extra content is, you know, we're obviously we're only talking about we're in September right now. What's going to happen in the next five months? What are they going to tell us? Um, I predict, judging how everything's going, this might be the, hopefully be the last port um, of Grand Theft Auto Five because you know they're going to have to announce either going to go Grand Theft Auto Six. Don't make Grand Theft Auto Six. Make a bully sequel. Any bully fans out there, go play that game. You know what I mean. Um, between that and between the remastered trilogy. Of the original three games. Um, yeah, I'll be playing a lot of Grand Theft Auto over the next few months. So, yeah. So, but that was probably, out of everything I was reading, listening to, that was probably the biggest negative. Like, every, you know, everyone was saying positive comments about uh, the Teen Tina's Wonderful World, the Gearbox spinoff, that was all positive. Uncharted was positive. Um, for Spoken, this, this game, yeah, it was definitely positive because... It was positive in the light that this wasn't a sequel or remake or remaster, which, funny enough, uh, which is more of a growing thing, is that, um, which can sometimes be a hit and miss, is the fact that it's become more of a growing thing. Um, for It's becoming more of a growing thing in the video games, similar to like movies. They're making remake, remake and remasters. Um, but however, I think the difference with the fact that compared to movies to a video game, you can enrich a video game a lot more if you do a, rema- a remake because the fact that you have your limitations when that game was made and now you have all these limitations. So if you say, so the movie, like you've made a movie and that's the best you could do at the time. Um, and then, or sorry, you make a video game that's the best you could do at the time of your limitations. And you, know, you wrote the story for the best it could be. And if someone comes to you back and goes, oh, look, you know, 
this PlayStation 5, it can do all this. Was there a bigger story you wanted to tell? Or was there stuff, if you will, left on the cutting room floor? Which, depending on how you, depending on the creator, um, I can completely understand if someone goes, yep, there was, I want to remake it, ground up, be true to it. Obviously, you want to make sure the fact that people feel that, still feel that experience, that hype that they felt in the game. However, if you can enrich a story, if you can enrich a video game and give it more content to expand on the story, I'm all up for it. I think go ahead, make a remake or, you know, make a remaster. Um, depending on how old the game is, I lean more to a remake than a remaster because sometimes what we have seen is that when they do remaster it, it's a bit... Oh, it's not a bit clunky, it's, that's not it. But you can, you know, there's some elements you're like, oh, they could have done that better or the fact that, you know, it's not situated particularly for that console. So I'm more lead to remakes than I am um, remasters. And when I say remake, I mean like, you rebuild the game from the ground up. So, yeah, Showcase was fantastic, and all these announcements, my, I can hear my wallet crying in pain between this and all the movies that may be coming out. However, I'm crying inside because I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to get to it. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, and so... That was, yeah, that's pretty much a lot of my tidbits for today. It was, you know, it was a big week, and it was, you know, it was a fun week. It was a big week, and I really hope you enjoyed this episode. Hope you enjoyed my reviews and my little tidbits, and as always, please go check out my Instagram page, and always, yeah, please send me a message if you want anything you want to chat about, any of your thoughts. I'd love to hear it, and always, guys, appreciate your time, and until next time... Thanks for listening to Lights, Camera, Rant. If you like the show, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. While you're at it, leave us a rating and review, and be sure to tell your friends. Until next time, happy ranting.